We're 10 games in. Where do the Celtics stand? Who's due for a regression? Is it Grant Williams? Is it Derek White? And what happens to Derek White when Robert Williams comes back? Plus, defending is hard. In fact, about as hard as it's been in the modern era. And did Joe Mazzula send a message to Marcus Smart that was received over the past two games? All of it right now on the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Rain and Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it's your team every day. And I'm here for you every day with a free, fresh podcast that you can get whenever, wherever you get your podcast if you're subscribed. Also on YouTube. So thanks for making this your first listen every day. I'm John Corrales. I'm a former professional basketball player, cover the Celtics now for Boston Sports Journal, and I've written a book called the Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars. Today's show brought to you by LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NBA. All right. In the, uh, we'll, we'll get to in the second and third segments, we'll kind of like evaluate where we are. It's 10 games in. We're just going to take a breath. We're going to look at where the Celtics are at this point. But first, in this first segment, let's bring in our buddy Tom Westerholm to uh, kind of just wrap up this, this game against Memphis. Tom, how are you feeling today? Flu game underscore boys. Let's get this That's thing. That's right. That's right, Tom. Tom playing hurt, playing, <laughs> playing hurt. We're 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 gonna get through this, and uh, so let's Heck let's yeah. just dive into it. Uh, what was your obviously Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart, big stories from that Memphis game? Did you have anything that under the radar that you thought like besides those two guys having awesome games that that stuck out for you? Yeah, I mean, I thought it was it was interesting just kind of watching Jalen Brown's game. I thought he was, was really, really bad for three quarters. Uh, just had a really tough game. And uh, I thought he, he kind of had like a couple of nice moments in the fourth quarter that kind of yeah. turned things around for him a little bit. Um, I thought that was nice. And then I thought the other really interesting thing was watching the way that the Celtics, um, you know, I've been talking about Grant Williams being in the starting lineup, um, you know, on a couple of different podcasts now. And uh, he comes in, literally doesn't take a field goal attempt, um, you know, just looks completely different in the starting lineup. But, um, you know, he still brought something, and I thought it was interesting, um, you know, putting Derek White on the bench. You brought it up on Twitter. That's probably going to be happening in the somewhat near future uh, when when somebody comes back here. So um, I thought it was interesting to get a look at that. I mean, the the bench unit, you know, remaining – just an absolute wagon for when it's when it, when it gets a chance to play, um, you know, kind of even with guys in and out of that group um, was interesting as well. But um, to me, aside from, yeah, look, Tatum, Ja, that show, just, just awesome, awesome. basketball. Love awesome. Uh, the, the league is in the, the NBA is, is, is very lucky uh, because as, as the superstars phase out, you know, like the, like the superstars yep. who, who really drove the ratings as those guys phase out, there are guys who are just ready to go, ready yep. to uh, step right into those mantles. So it's kind of funny because we always look at these, Oh my God, these guys are leaving. What's, what's going to happen to the league. 
There's always somebody ready. There's always somebody there. And, you know, maybe, maybe some generations are not quite as good, but there's always somebody waiting there. Uh, I loved, I, I didn't hear this before I did the podcast, but John Morant saying that uh, Tatum, uh, he's trying to talk Tatum out of hitting the free throw. He's like, no, I got to go back home and put Deuce to sleep is uh, a really funny line for two reasons. One, just objectively funny. Two, that Deuce was still up at that point. And I fully I believe that Deuce is still awake at that point. Deuce is already on the NBA schedule. He does not sleep uh, until like two in the morning. And and I'm sure that there's Jason is just paying for special school, special tutor, special whatever, that he doesn't have to wake up to go to preschool or anything like that. He's getting like, he's getting, you know, superstar rich person education. So he, he's he's good. It will be interesting to see next year because I, if I'm not mistaken, I believe Deuce is four. Um, so next year is kindergarten. So, you, like, you know, there's yeah, I, I know. you're gonna have to we'll you're gonna have to make some choices there. But yeah. Mm. Yeah. maybe big long afternoon naps. I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe big long afternoon naps. Maybe 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 weekend games. I don't know. We'll yeah. See. I'm, uh, I don't know, man. I'm gonna miss, if that's the case. I'm gonna miss Deuce every first quarter. You can count on a couple of things. Generally, Jalen Brown going off and Deuce on the sidelines just crushing a bag of popcorn. He's just, <laughs> just absolutely the whole bag, and it's he's. I mean, he's a growing boy. So, uh, well, and it's just it, it's such a it's such a pros pro, um, you know, parent veteran move. If you bring a kid to a sporting event. Like they're not going to be interested in the sporting event. They are going to be interested in the snacks. You pump yeah. them full. I I brought Rafi to three, four minor league baseball games this off this this season, and yeah. I, I mean, look, he had fun and he wants to go back and he's excited for next year when minor league baseball comes back. But it's like you know, and he says it's for the baseball, but I know what it's for. It's for the Dippin' Dots, which yeah, yeah. comes <laughs> in in the super snazzy little uh, little, little helmet. Uh, helmet. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, I mean, it's it's. It's a pro move. You, you gotta um, you gotta pump them full of calories. I'm oh, I'm almost fifty, and I still kind of go for the <laughs> the helmet. So yeah, I get yeah. it. The Dippin' Dots helmet. Yeah. Here's a question for you. Derek White has started out so hot and is playing extraordinarily well. Do you think there's any regression when he moves to the bench that he can't step in and and just get his shot right away? Do you think? When Rob comes back, I, I'm thinking that Rob comes back and, and uh, White goes to the bench, and now you can kind of limit Tatum and Brown's minutes a little bit more because now you have White coming off the bench to kind of help alleviate some of the minutes, and you trust him a lot right now. But I wonder if there's a, hey, D. White is getting his, uh, his, his touches early. He's getting into the flow of the game. And he's 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 just feeling comfortable versus coming in at the whatever five six minute mark and and joining the game midstream and does he have enough time to stay high shooting over forty percent from three so does he does he continue to have that when he goes to the bench I think it's worth exploring I think that the Celtics are going to be able to explore a bunch of different options there I like maybe it's worth leaving Derek White in the starting lineup and moving Al Horford to the bench like. Like it's, yeah. it's worth looking at, man. Like you're talking about limiting minutes. Nobody needs those, their minutes limited more than Al Horford because you saw what ha what it looked like when he was on the second night of a back to back or oh, when he, when he had taken a game off after, yeah. after sitting the second night of a back to back, he was, he was so fresh, yeah. uh, uh, 
two nights ago when people are hearing this. Like, I mean, he, he looked he looked amazing. And I mean, you're talking about buying minutes for Tatum and Jalen, not for nothing. Give Sam Hauser more minutes. <laughs> like yeah, this yeah, dude yeah. is shooting like you know some ungodly percentage from three point range. It's it's not gonna like especially during the regular season. I mean. He's like the level to which he is a positive right now in on off lineups is absolutely absurd. Um, you know, he's 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 proving that he's that he's worth a shot in some of these these starting lineups. I, I think if if the Celtics want to keep Derek White productive and 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 playing well and, and and the way to do that is to keep him in the starting lineup, give it a shot. There's a million different looks that they can play with right now. Uh we're Sam Hauser. 54.5% from three. Yeah. I, I looked, I, I did some, uh, I wrote a story yesterday for uh, boston.com that took a look at kind of the bench numbers, which are just obscene. But the funniest one, and this was before last night's game, the funniest one to me was the Celtics are outscoring opponents by 31.9 points per 100 possessions with Sam Hauser on the floor. I saw you tweet that. That's that's just ridiculous. Sam uh, Hauser was so like so cleaning the glass when they do their on off, they do it two different ways, right? They they have it like you can sort it by lineup, but then they yeah. also have it the guy as opposed to his teammates. And Sam Hauser um was like such a positive that as opposed to all of his teammates, only he and I believe um, Grant Williams were like positive compared to the rest of the teammates. Everybody else was a negative, like Jason Tatum, like everybody else. Sam Hauser was just like lapping That's the crazy. field. So That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, the, I, I love the idea of tinkering with some of these lineups when Rob gets back. It, it could make for some interesting kind of – Back and forth, uh, as far as you know, production and, and all of that. I I actually was on a radio show earlier today, and I suggested the same thing. So I'm glad you brought it up, kind of randomly. That maybe maybe they like maybe Missoula just likes going with the small lineup and and just having Rob back there. Maybe Rob back there is just all you need as the deterrent. I mean, it could be. And honestly, the other thing to consider is, you know how that bench lineup is just demolishing people right now? The center in that lineup right now is usually Cornette or Vonley. Imagine yeah. putting Horford in that. Like, yeah. that, like, truly, like, I mean, we joke about that being a death lineup, but like, it's kind of not a joke if you swap Horford well, for Noah Vonley. That would, that would mean it's Tatum, Brogdon, Horford, Hauser, and Grant. Grant, yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a good lineup. That's a that's good starting lineup. lineup. Like RIP. Literally <laughs> the words that were going to come out of my mouth. There are probably <laughs> seven or eight teams, maybe more, that would sit there and be like, "Can if we start, we'll we'll trade you our starting lineup for that lineup <laughs> yeah. right there." Yeah. Uh, Brogdon, Tatum. I mean, obviously Tatum is is an MVP candidate, yeah, but yeah. Um, Horford, Hauser, and Grant is a really like that's an amazing second unit. So I don't know. I think there's some value. I think there's some value to that. Uh, but before we wrap up the segment, one more, one last thing from last night. How about the Celtics and that that guy on the sidelines that just all of a sudden Tatum and Marcus Smart were both just like like beating their chests and pointing to themselves and talking to that guy. That's that was Marcus talking about how that fueled him. <laughs> Nuts! You can't say anything to a pro athlete. They're like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll show you. Which is so funny because I mean, yeah, they get yapped at all the time. You know, like it's not this is not the first heckler that Marcus yeah. Smart and Jason Tatum have encountered. Uh so 
whatever that man said must have been uh, must have been pretty wild. Uh, today's show also brought to you by Crack Sauce, C R A I C, locally made by a Celtics fan. Uh, it's a big flavor, built different, hot sauce built different. If you haven't tried it, I should check. You should check it out. Cracksauce.com. If you want to try it without buying it, go to the uh, Black Rose before a Celtics game, and they have it there. Trust me. Trust me. If you like hot sauce, you're going to love this stuff. You're going to be putting it on everything. All right. Up next, we're going to get into some of the uh, different uh, things that we're seeing after 10 games. This is a nice night off in the NBA. Everybody's off. This is a nice round number. We love round numbers. So 10 games the Celt- after the, you know, after 10 games, where do the Celtics stand? We'll look at that in just a second. First, LinkedIn jobs. I come from a, a, a family that started small businesses. I lived in small businesses uh, growing up and I know how hard it is to hire and how important it is to have a great pool of candidates, not just finding the right one person. Obviously you want to do that, but having that right pool of candidates so you can kind of sift through and pick just like a team in the preseason trying to whittle down and make cuts to get the right team linkedin jobs can help you find the right team right people for your team faster and for free very simple a few clicks you're going to get your job posted then you add your job uh, in your purple hiring frame to your linkedin profile that spreads the word now you start to make your cuts simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. This is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockdownNBA. Post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Make Lockdown NBA your second listen every day. I just recorded the Lockdown NBA podcast with Jake Madison of Lockdown Pelicans. We're doing there what we're doing here. The We're taking stock of the NBA after 10 games, our surprises, the things that we like, things that we don't like. Uh, I, you're going to love what I say about the Sixers. <laughs> you're going to, I'm sure you are. So go check it out. Lockdown NBA, wherever you got this podcast, that podcast exists as well. Also on YouTube. So, uh, like I said, here, let's just, I'm going to copy the same pattern. It's a, it's I'm copying off my own homework, Tom. We're doing the same uh, evaluations. The Celtics after 10 games. Uh, let me get to the uh, advanced stats here. Celtics currently have the best offensive rating in the NBA. I'm just going off of uh, NBA.com stats. I'm not going off of cleaning the glass. 116.7 points per 100 possessions, just ahead of the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz of all teams. Their defensive rating, oh, this is like the uh, Price is Right game where the yodeling guy, you just keep on going down, 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 down. Oh, there they are down at 20, 112.8. But their net rating is 3.9, which is seventh best in the league. Tom, evaluation time. How are you feeling about this team after 10 games? I mean, I I, like you hesitate to be too optimistic or too pessimistic, right? Because you're just like, well, I mean, it's too early. Things are going to level themselves out. I mean, I think there's a way to talk yourself into being really, really optimistic about the Celtics because mm. if, if you look up and I mean, like, and like really optimistic, like, cause I know everybody kind of came ordinarily optimistic, right? Like everybody kind of came into the season, like, well, these guys are contenders and like, that is optimistic. That's optimism, right? There's a, there's another level that you can hit if you really like kind of squint oh, yeah. and, and look at them because like, 
you, you know, you look up and down this roster. So the offense is obviously excellent. You know, I mean, like we, we've talked about it a million times. Jason Tatum looks like an MVP candidate, all this stuff. The bench is, is just demolishing people. The defense, like the Celtics still have all of these excellent individual defenders who are still kind of learning how to play together. Joe Mazzula. I mean, defense is objectively more difficult, right? It's just like, it is, it is hard to play NBA defense. It is hard to get everybody on a string, to get everybody working together. And the Celtics have a lot of guys who individually are excellent on that end. We're seeing Jason Tatum, you know, kind of turn himself into this like sort of unicorn defender. I don't think Jalen Brown has like, I mean, he's, he hasn't always been like the best defender, especially kind of off the ball. I feel like there's another level of kind of concentration or whatever it is that he can get to Marcus smart. We haven't seen full Marcus smart yet. Robert Williams isn't even back in the lineup. I mean, I just think there's, there is a, you know, like, I think there is a much, much higher kind of floor for this defense than we've seen so far. I mean, maybe this is the floor, right? Maybe this is where they're going to be all year. I don't know, but it just doesn't seem likely given what we know about this team's personnel. So, I mean, you start talking about this defense rising up a bit, especially as they play together more. And it's like, I don't know, man, there's uh there's some some heady things that you could say about this Celtics team and when where like where they could possibly be at in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and and so I don't want to do this in a in a way that dismisses the Celtics defensive issues. I talked yesterday about yeah. the Celtics defensive trending upward. The defense is trending in the right direction, not where it needs to be by any stretch, but it's trending in the right direction. But you said something here and as as you made that point. I said, you know what? This is, a, this is a good point. Defense is hard. And the Celtics defensive rating is still 20th in the league. And it's 112.8. That's not good. But at the top of the league, we want to keep it in perspective. At the top of the league, this, the Bucks have a, a defensive rating of 101.9, which is not bad. The Cavs are 104.7. The Phoenix Suns are 105.4. Those are your top three. I'm going to go back 10 years to the 12, 13 season. The number one defensive rating was 99. Then 99.1, then 100.3. Then you're getting into your 101s. 104 gets you down to the middle of the pack. 105 gets you down to 17th. 112 where the Celtics are would be the absolute worst. They would be worse than the 21 and 61 Charlotte Bobcats. That's how bad that would be. But but at the top, these are teams holding teams to under 100. Yeah. So just over just 10 years, the 10-year the gap in how much harder it is to play defense by rules changes, stylistic changes, it's just harder to keep points off the board. And you look at what what's happening with the league this year. The take file going away is, I think, pretty impactful. Not just because, oh, I can't foul this guy, and that's leading to more break opportunities. I think teams have adjusted to it to say, we can't get fouled in transition anymore. So push it right. more. Right. Play a faster pace. Teams yep. are pushing the ball more this year. So you have the in initial effect of the rule not being there being, well, teams are, are those plays that we're seeing in games 
those are leading to more fast breaks. But then on top of that, there's the layer of teams are pushing it more because they know that there isn't going to be a take foul. So I think points are just way up. And then on top of that, when you push it in transition, what's happening? It leads to the absolute three things that everybody wants. Obviously, the transition layup, fouls in transition get you to the line, and everybody's so focused on the guy driving and pushing the ball that it's either one pass to the corner or a pass to the corner, and the one guy who's got his head on straight gets out there, and then it's a swing to the trailer who just takes either a rhythm dribble or just nice Tom, you're a shooter. Hmm. Getting that ball with that one-two step, do you ever miss when you get that ball with that one-two step? I mean, not often, and I'll tell you, I never miss with the rhythm dribble. Like, they're both no. just... Um, oh. uh, can we oh. talk about the rhythm dribble? Oh, God. Just a side note. Every time a player gets that pass, and turns around, it's like, you know, you've seen it, everybody has seen it. So wide open that the player stops. You, He's getting into his rhythm and he stops. And then he resets himself. Take the rhythm dribble. I agree. Set your feet and shoot the ball. Every time I'm like, take that one dribble and get into a natural motion. You'll hit many more of those shots. You know who we see do that sometimes is James Harden. Sometimes when he yeah. like, you, yeah. you see him just kind of take that little, and it almost looks like, it almost looks like he's taunting the defense and and maybe he is, but at the same time, I just think it's like, yeah, man, like, yeah, it's like hundred percent. It's perfect. Yeah. Anytime, anytime anything is throwing you off, even if there's nobody within five feet of you, I'm big proponent. Take that rhythm dribble. Spin it to yourself. Like you're in the gym by yourself. Yeah. Right. Something to get you into that natural yeah. flow. But anyway, this is why I think offense is so far up. I mean, the top offensive ratings, um, Look, top offensive rating it was one 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 eleven point four ten years ago. Okay, top offensive rating one sixteen point seven. That one eleven point four is right now at sixteenth. Yeah. So offense is way way up. And yeah, obviously, if defense is way down, the inverse would be true. But the it's just the league. So when we're talking about the Celtics defense. Yes, it is not great, but also it's much, much harder to defend in today's NBA. We'll continue our evaluation of this uh, in just a second. First, I got to talk to you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the place to go for your sport, your sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis, whatever you want. When it comes to laying a few bucks down in the game, get the latest odds and trends for every professional sport, every amateur league out there. Football, basketball, soccer, esports, it's all there at betonline.net. Do you love podcasts? I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so I'm betting that you do. You can find those at betonline as well. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fixed. So head on over to betonline.net. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. I told you before about Crack Sauce. Let me tell you a little bit more about Crack Sauce, which is packed with big flavor. I'm a big guy. I'm a big eater. I love big flavor, and Crack Sauce is just built differently. First of all, made in Lowell, Massachusetts, made by a Celtics fan. So you know you're supporting local business and a fellow Celtics fan. 
They, they, this isn't just hot sauce. This is 10 to 20 local ingredients that brings flavor to every meal that you use. You cook with this. It's an ingredient. You put it on top of food. It gives it much more flavor. And you can get it for 10% off at crack.com. C-R-A-I-C, crack.com. Like I said, you can head over to the Black Rose if you want to try some before a game. You want to get dinner before a Celtics game? Go to the Black Rose, get some crack sauce, try it. I'm telling you, as soon as you have some, you're going to love it. You're going to want to buy it. It's at C-R-A-I-C, cracksauce.com, 10% off ordering on the website. Expand your palate, elevate your food. Crack sauce is built different. Hey, when you're done with this podcast, head on over to the Locked On Sports Today podcast. All the games that matter across all sports, the biggest stories. You're not going to get any sort of coverage like this. When you go to the water cooler in the morning, you're going to sound like an expert because you're going to be hearing stuff from the local experts that only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so Tom, we it's, it's pretty clear. Celtics defense needs work. Celtics offense is great. Uh, when you look at the Celtics splits, it's very, very obvious what happens in wins and in losses. You don't have to dig very deeply. In losses, they're shooting 42.5%. In wins, 50.2%. In losses, 34.4% from three, 40.6% in the wins. And they're taking the same amount of three-pointers. They're taking 40 per game and... Everything else is pretty stable. A couple more rebounds here, but nothing jumps off the page quite like their shooting is the thing that gets them to wins and losses. So is this a case, do you think, like they're seven and three, are you at all concerned that there's just a cold shooting streak? Like last season, they remember how cold they were last season for how long? Can that happen again? I mean, of course, again, and that's and that's one of the reasons why it's so critical to fix your defense, right? Because like, like you know, it's just like a, like a truism in the NBA that if you have a good defense, you are in every game, right? Like that's like it's just a just a basketball fact. If you if you have a good defense, you have a shot because if you're shutting the other team down and you get hot for for a quarter or for a five minute stretch, you're right back in a game. So I mean, I, I think that is the really important thing. Look, like. Jason Tatum has been an MVP candidate to start the season. And that's great because that's one of the things that we said, right? Like he needed to start the season as, as hot as he usually ends it. And we're seeing him kind of be this, uh, um, you know, get into the free throw line, which, which does kind of insulate him from some of those cold stretches, but Tatum is a streaky guy and the Celtics, you know, or at least he has been in the past and the Celtics do kind of go as Jason Tatum goes. So, yeah, I mean, I think, of course it's possible. And, and I think that's, that's again, that's where the defense needs to come in because I mean, especially when you, when you get to the postseason, you go cold for a two game stretch, you lose two games yeah. and all of a sudden it's a, you know, I mean, you could be in, in real trouble or, or eliminated completely. Like you, you can't really afford that. So, I mean, look, like <laughs> these are discussions that I'm sure the Celtics are having. It's not like they're sitting there like, Oh man, this is <laughs> we're, we're going to ride our offense all the way. No, I mean, Guys, they, they know did you hear the lockdown Celtics podcast. I think we might have to fix our deep. I think, yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, no, so I mean, they got to do that. If they do that, no problems. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think you can certainly be encouraged by the Celtics offense so far, but, um, you know, I think when you talk about the the need to fix their defense, that's the number one reason. It's just yeah. like sometimes, sometimes the shots aren't falling, even for even for good shooters. 
Uh, I'll put you on the spot here. I know you love to hear that. What player is do the most for a regression to the mean? Which one of these guys is maybe overperforming a little bit? And when we, if we do this again, 10 games from now, we're like, okay, this is coming back down to earth a little bit. So it's, I mean, it's going to sound kind of funny based on, uh, you know, everything that I've, that I've said about him so far and, and how much I've been, uh, talking him up as a potential starter and everything. It's probably gotta be Grant Williams, right? Like Grant, Grant is shooting 53.8% from three point range. He was also shooting 53.8% from three point range going into last night's game. Didn't change at all. Cause he was zero for zero from the field. Zero. So, uh, <laughs> um, so that, that number, I was ready for that one. Um, but I think it's it's probably Grant a little bit. I mean, he's showing us a lot of new things to his game, which is great and everything, but I don't think part of that is him being a, you know, 50-plus percent three-point shooter. I think we'll, we'll probably see a little bit of a regression from him. Other guys, I mean, Derek White is an interesting one because this is, like, what the Celtics were hoping for from him, right? They were hoping that he would be a much better shooter in their system with, with all that extra space and, and all that, uh, um, you know, like all, all of the... The, the, the space that's created by, by Tatum and Jalen. But uh, I think Grant's probably the most likely candidate to me. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, when you're shooting 53.8%, there is going to be a, a, a something that comes down a little bit. Um, I, I guess, I guess that makes, that makes the most sense, right? Like he's, he's the guy, you know, here's an interesting little stat. I didn't realize this stat. He has taken just 26 three-pointers. So he's 14 for 26. Sam Hauser has taken 33 three-pointers. Yeah. Hauser's played 129 minutes. And Grant Williams has played 241 minutes. So Hauser is getting these shots up. He's he's taken as many three-pointers as Derek White has. Are you surprised by that number? Uh yeah, I think it's too low. He needs to be getting more threes. <laughs> But he's like right there. Like Horford has taken 37, Brogdon has taken 36, and Hauser's taken 33. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna channel a lot of the Celtics fans who are watching and listening right now and say, hey, let's flip Marcus Smart and Sam Hauser. Uh Smart's taken 56. Let's have 33 <laughs> for Marcus Smart and 56 for Sam Hauser. That's I, a better number. That is. I mean. I, I will say that anybody who's who's yelling about Marcus Smart after the last two games, I like the noise has died down a little bit on Smart after the last two games. I feel like I have a question for you. Ooh, the Chicago game at the end, the Celtics, uh, Joe Mazzulla sat Marcus Smart for a good portion of the stretch. He now he did get in at the last minute and a half or so. But it was very noticeable that Smart was not part of that stretch run against Chicago. And the Celtics won the game. Then, against New York and Memphis, Marcus comes out and plays, for Marcus, basically perfect basketball. Do you think that there's a correlation where Joe Mazzulla said, hmm, Marcus isn't playing making the right, the, the best decisions in the Chicago game, which he wasn't. It was not. Do you think Missoula, by sitting him for most of that stretch and signaling, hey, look, man, we got Mar we got uh, Malcolm Brogdon, we got Derek White, and 
just to give myself an aside here, if any one of those other guys is not playing well, they they can sit as well. You know, Malcolm doesn't have to finish if he's not playing well. You can play smart and white down the stretch, or Derek can sit as well. But but the signal is, you know, Marcus, you're the longest tenure guy, and yeah, you're the starting point guard. But we got guys that can do this job. If if you're just having an off night, you you we got no problem sitting you and putting the guys who who are playing better team basketball out there. And then after that that little message. He all of a sudden whips off 23 assists, three turnovers, and is playing the, the best basketball of the season. Three things about Marcus Smart make that the perfect move by Joe Mazzullo. One, he's an adult now. You know, he is like he is a professional basketball player who has been in the league for a long time, and he understands that, like, you know, like 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 if if your coach is trying to send you a message. You know, if you respect the coach, there's probably reason to listen to it. I think I think that yep. is true of Marcus Smart. Number two, Smart is a guy who does take things personally, who may have taken that personally and maybe playing well a little bit sarcastically. Like I do <laughs> think Smart does that sometimes, where he like, you know, a sarcastic awesome game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love that concept. <laughs> like he kind of will just be like, okay, okay, you want me to pass? Here's 12 assists. And Joe Mazzula is like, oh, no, you showed me. Oh, wow, yeah. Marcus, how could you? I can't Bye. believe you showed me up like that with 12 Dang, assists. Two 23 assists in two games. Man, oh. ah, you, you got me. You got me. And then number three, Marcus Smart is signed for the long term. So, like, you can just do whatever you want. Like, yeah, no, it's like, true. Yeah, that's true. Like, what are you, you going to do, man? You mad? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like, so Get over kinda, it. Start the next game. Let's go. It's, it's kind of perfect. Like, it, it kind of it lets Marcus, you know, kind of gives it, sends a little message. Again, I think Marcus is adult enough to like to, to understand the message. I think he's competitive enough to take it kind of personally and be mad about it. And I think Missoula correctly identifies that like, yeah, I got all the space in the world to uh, send a message if I need to. I mean, I don't even know if this is actually what happened. I yeah, mean, it right. feels like, well, I mean, I don't know if he was that calculated, but look, look, Marcus Smart in that game didn't play minutes that he normally plays. Right. So either, either the message is, well, we don't think, we, we think you're a little hurt. So we're going to sit you down. Are you, are you, are you in pain? No problem. Just have a seat. Right. And like, you know, or I don't know. It, Which, I, and that could be it too, because Marcus is a little banged up. So maybe yeah. he just needed a little, like maybe he just needed to not play 35 minutes in a game. Yeah. Could, could simply be that. But one way or the other, that happened, you know, I, and I don't know if this is as simple as two plus two equals four. Right. But the it's a hell of it's a hell of a coincidence if that's the case. So I and I look, you're hundred percent right. All the three points that you made are hundred percent right. So we'll see. We'll see. Look quickly, any other anything else when you sit there and you say well, evaluating the Celtics, anything Joe Missoula that you're that that sticks out. I mean, maybe maybe this one thing here could be a thing that just is a, a point in Missoula's favor is like Hey, he's got he's got the sack to to sit a, a key player, defensive player of the year in in crunch time minutes. Yeah, I mean, I think the you know the as far as Missoula goes, like they've won three in a row, and like just getting up to like seven and three, just it, it's such a it's such a big difference from kind of hovering around five hundred. Yeah, like yeah, they yeah. were you yeah. know it just it just feels different, feels better, feels like they're catching a rhythm. Um, I think all that stuff is really good. I think honestly, man, the other really big takeaway for me for the season so far is just it is wild that it cost one very bad first round pick 
Daniel Tice and Aaron Neesmith to get Malcolm Brogdon. Like, this is just like, mm. I mean, like what an addition to this team. Yeah. Like, like the, he's, he's really, really good. Um, and yeah. just brings a lot to this squad. So yeah, that's been, uh, that, that's been the other thing I think is like, even when he's not, even when he's not having a perfect game, like he wasn't, you, you know, he wasn't amazing against the Grizzlies. He was, he had kind of an off shooting night. I think he only had like three or four assists, but like, he just just having him in there, like he calms yeah. things down. He's another he's another veteran yeah. good player. But what he did was in that second quarter, he had a, a little bit of a stretch in that second quarter where he was awesome, and yep. that was his one stretch. It was almost like the inverse of I've used the word inverse a lot this week on the podcast. By the way, uh, it's not a regular word in my repertoire. I'm just <laughs> I'm expanding my game. I go I like back, that. I watch the film, I look at where I can improve. So that was kind of like the inverse of the Jalen Brown game where. He yeah. came out at the beginning and was like awesome and then kind of was not so great the rest of the way. Jalen was not good at all in the first three quarters for the most part. And then he had that stretch in the fourth quarter minus like the last two minutes of the fourth quarter. But for most of the fourth quarter, Celtics don't win that game without Jalen Brown. Celtics don't win this game without, without Malcolm Brogdon kicking things off in that second quarter. Tatum went off after that and had the 19 points, but that was Brogdon. So yeah, hundred percent that I wonder if the Pacers just saw the Wembenyama uh, writing on the wall and said, Oh geez. Yeah. You fleeced us. You got us <laughs> a bunch of players that we don't need and aren't going to play for a really good player. Damn you, Brad Stevens. And they're like, come to us, Victor. Um, Which would make it the second time that the Celtics have uh, uh, in the last like 20 years that the Celtics have really benefited from uh, from that from, from that like, oh, no, you really fleeced us with uh, with the KG trade as well. But I yeah, mean, KG much higher level, obviously. But, you know, what yeah, I'm saying? A, a little bit, a little bit. But that's little OK. Bit. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. I'm with you. you. Get me. I, I see where you're coming from. All right. All right. Ten games. I think that's an appropriate place to uh, evaluate the team. We know exactly who they are for the rest of the season. So lock it up, write it down, put it down in pen. All right. Uh, all right, Tom, we'll wrap it up right there. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you hopping on. And I appreciate you for listening. Tom was going to say something and I cut him off. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I always uh, appreciate you coming around and checking out the show. If you're still here, if you're still with the podcast, if you're one of those people who likes to listen to every last second of it, thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. I know that there are people uh who trying to tune out after a little while but uh that's it uh, tom tom says i appreciate the flu is what i was gonna say i don't know why i said that tom but uh yeah, yeah he says you should add that and i just blindly follow tom's instructions so. thanks for listening everybody if you are willing to share the podcast i'd very much appreciate it go share it spread the word tell your friends tell the world they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.